on this week's episode of The Fizz, J.U. and I discuss my interview with Iserman, how much it meant to me, and how much Steve Iserman means to the Red Wings and the city of Detroit. After that, we move into the Lions' new GM hire. After that, we talk about Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, in fact, and then we give you our picks for the upcoming weekend before closing it out with a little over-under. But before we get into all that, I do want to tell you guys about the Fizz Podcast and Champagne Athletics official sponsor, and that's Selva Tea. Selva Tea launches this Monday, 118, and they are going to come out with eight absolutely spectacular teas. Six of these teas are non-caffeinated, but two of them are as well. And I got to tell you guys, I've had these teas since Christmas, and I absolutely love this stuff. If you know anything about me, you know I'm an absolutely huge tea fan. Whether it's hot, cold, caffeinated, or not, I am just a big tea guy. So when my good buddy and his wife decided to launch a tea company, I had to jump all over it. So as I said, they're going to come out with eight separate teas. My favorite one, personally, it's called Good Vibes. When these teas come out, they're going to have anywhere from small sizes to big sizes. They range from $4 to $20 before tax. So there's something there for everybody. And if you're a big tea drinker like I am, you got to take a look at their tea accessories. They have a bottle with a built-in tea infuser, and then they have a stainless steel any size cup infuser. This stuff is really good, and these guys do know what they're doing. The herbs that they are using, these blends that they have, come from jungles and forests all over the world and have different healing properties for whatever you're looking to accomplish. Whether you need to pick up an energy, whether you're trying to detox, anything in between, if you're just looking for a mint midday pickup, they have a lot of options, and I think you'll find something there you like. And the good news is, is on Sunday when you go log in, you can use the code FIZZ10 for 10% off your first order. You want to get a little bit, they got stuff for $4. You want to get a lot of it, they got stuff for $20 that has up to 26 servings. These are great teas with a lot of variety that will address a lot of the needs that you have for your tea experience. The tea is loose leaf, so just just know that going in before you buy it. Uh, I have full faith in these guys, and you guys should get behind them because I am fully behind them as well. That's Selva Teas. Go check them out on Instagram. That's S-E-L-V-A-T-E-A-S. Check out their website. They got an Instagram, a Facebook, and a Twitter. The roots of health begin in the jungle. Selva Tea. But now... Let's get into the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. Okay, we poppin' champagne Chalk like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball Chalk hard. Don't just leave by harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of The Fizz. Me and J.U. are in two different locations this week, so we're doing it via Zoom. J.U., how are we doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You should be extra pumped. You have extra spring in your step today, I can tell. Yeah, I'm a little juiced up. Uh, we launched the uh, the Iserman interview yesterday, so I'm, I'm definitely feeling pretty good right now. And the Wings play tonight, so I'm pretty fired up. There you go. You got your Wings gear on. You're ready to go. Ready to rock. Puck drops. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we got an official sponsor. I think uh, I think Jerry Bear sent you some uh, some tea this week. Is that true? Yeah, um, Jerry reached out to me. Um, he said he's sending some tea. At first, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna send some tea to Frank to get to you." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can get my address, Jerry. We're in now." So yeah, right. he's sending it to me because you might steal it all. I would steal his tea. He, in fact, brought me a thing of tea and then he brought another thing of tea for our other friend who lives really close to me and he said hey don't forget to give this tea to the other friend and i just i took all the tea i took it all i don't i don't give a shit i'm selfish i took all the tea my point exactly see that's why jerry sent it directly to me my wife is super excited because she loves tea and now that she's pregnant she can drink this type of tea because it's not caffeinated. Perfect. Yeah, just stay away from the overtime oolong and the green magic. I think you're going to be a green magic type of guy, Jay. I really do. I'm excited for it. So I can't wait to get back home and get that package. That was your nickname in college, wasn't it? Green magic? Yeah, it was something else. Hey, oh, oh hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Well, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you fill us in on a little bit, a little bit of good news you had this week? What do you got for us? Uh, good news this week is um, a while back, I told you about COVID shutting down gas station foods. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That was big for you. That was that was big. But now that I'm on the road in Oklahoma, gas station foods are go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I, I actually stopped at a at a petrol station uh, and I saw on the spinning wheel, those rolly hot dogs, those man, oh, sausages. Man. Oh, I was in heaven. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your shit. That's like your diet. Like you're the JU triangle. It's got like Josh, Josh wine, crab legs, and then gas station food, gas station food. Yes, sir. I love knowing that you have gas station food back in your life. So you had to find this out somewhere. I doubt you notice this online or anything like so what'd you get from a gas station what specific gas station and what specific item it's a a good old-fashioned uh phillips route 66 gas station okay uh here in uh more oklahoma right right outside of oklahoma city beautiful area great area shout out to more more oklahoma a little fun fact home of toby keith oh okay are you a toby keith guy not really. Yeah. Are you country at all? Do you like country at all? Oh, yeah. I love country. Oh, I didn't know that. Or maybe I did and I forgot. I don't know. We're always yeah, drinking love, when we do this. <laughs> love country, but not a Toby Keith fan. Okay. But yeah, so I popped in there, decided I was going to get some petrol, filled up the rental, uh, went in to snoop around just to make sure because yeah. I, you know, the only reason I went in there to see if they had gas station hot dogs and gas station food. So obviously I did the the buy three the three for five three dogs yeah three dogs three items so (laughs) i did the the sausage with the infused cheese in it oh my god (laughs) oh my god i'm getting a stomachache just talking about this i I got the fat boy uh beef frank oh (laughs) yeah 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 and then i topped it off with one of those rolled up toquito tacos oh my sweet fucking god i thought it was gonna be like the three items were like a hot dog a pop and a bag of chips but you went like three gas station tube steaks like yeah fuck three up fam three meats oh my god (laughs) three meat the three meat treat yeah it's haunting how many you know combined between those three you know over under a thousand rolls on that fucking machine because they're just sitting there rolling oh more uh yeah that's (laughs) 
I'll, I'll, it's, it's pushing. I'm, I might push on that thousand roll there. Oh, so how, uh, mm, so of the three, did you, you ate all three? I'm assuming, right? Or you got one in oh, your you, back pocket right now. Oh no, you damn right. I ate all three. Yeah, I know you did. You son of a bitch. So if you, before <laughs> I even got to the hotel. <laughs> wait, so wait, you got, you got a, you got a giant dog, uh, cheese infused sausage, right? And then what a tornado or a taquito. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of those things. One yeah. of those motherfuckers. Yeah. So what ranking of, well, how would you rank them? Oh, like ranking the three of them or ranking this gas station's food? Uh, ranking those specific three that you ate, which was the, so here, here's how I want to do this. What going into it, what did you think was going to be the best? What I order did you eat them in? <laughs> which one ended up being the best? I'm hitting you with a lot. We didn't rehearse this one. I like the, the going in. I, I had high hopes for the infused sausage. You had high hopes infused, for the in, infused high sausage. For it, and I was not let down. That is the quote of the year so far <laughs> on the podcast is yeah. I had high hopes for the infused sausage. Yes. I was not let down by it. It was delicious. Okay. Then I jumped into one of those big Franks. Oh, buddy. And, you know, you bite into it. It just snaps and just. Oh, ketchup running down your arm mm -hmm, your while arm. driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while driving in traffic. And sometimes those boys are so juicy that hot juice will hit you like above the eye or in the, in the exactly. forehead. That's how I like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juice hits you in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like my big Franks. Yeah. Then I, then I knocked it down with the, those little tornado breaded things there. Delicious. And then. To top it off, I, I crushed a, what's a 24 ounce can of Arizona iced tea. Ooh, which kind? Which kind? Oh, mucho mango. Mucho mango, you dirty dog. <laughs> I love my Arizona iced teas. I like, I, I'm like a neck and neck. Probably my favorite is the Arnold Palmer. Right. That, that's what you bougie. That's bougie does. The yeah. Arizona, that's like that 99 cent. Yeah. They've yeah. been 99 cents since I was six years old. They haven't, that, that yeah, price is The Arnold Palmer's like 149 or 129. The can is? Yeah. I thought it was high class people. Shit. I just tell them, keep the chain. I need, I'm throwing a, I throw a dollar on the table and I walk out. Who knew, who knew I was short in the guy <laughs> yeah, every you're time? Just <laughs> every I'm time you're just robbing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I thought they were a buck. I didn't know there were more. So yeah, I'm bougie. Wow. The bougie rankings keep going back and forth between you and me. So yeah, I don't get, but number two for sure on the Arizona list is raspberry. I love that. Ra the raspberry kind. No, nah, number two for me is fruit punch. Fruit punch. Yeah. I don't fuck with the fruit punch. And then, nah, and nah. then number, number three is the grape. You know, us brothers love our grape drinks. <laughs> Shit. I want that purple stuff. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I'll uh, have to get on the grape train. We'll have to, we'll have to do that. Uh, we'll have to sit around and try those. And then we got to do like a fast food Friday where you and me just go crush gas station food and then cry after cry in the car after. Dude, definitely. You love you it. Do, you, I, I do like it. Um, there was a time at the beginning that I had to work through some issues with it because I would eat those, you know, I'll usually, you know, bang out the three of them, sometimes four in a good day. Oh my God. And then I would have that deep sense of guilt. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then, I, and then I'll ask myself, why did you do it? And then I try to find reasons to justify it. And then the next time I go out, I do the same thing. And it just got to the point where I just accepted it, dude. You accept I, the guilt. Yeah, I just accepted. I said, "Fuck it, it's good." So you're you're on a little bit of a health kick right now. I saw I saw on video yesterday you were I saw you sneaking sips of a KFC cup. So 
So you're really just, you're kind of just new year, new you right now. Life on the road, man. <laughs> no, I hear that. I mean, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Like, you know, can't be tossing salads on the road. Am I right? Hey. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that was your good news, right? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I got my good news, Jay. Uh, I, I'm glad you got your, your three beat, your three meat treat from the gas station. But yesterday I launched that Iser, that interview with Steve Iserman. That was pretty cool, Jay. Yeah, that was definitely cool. <laughs> I was excited for it. Um, and the one of the best parts of it was just seeing your facial expression, just seeing how excited you were for oh, that so, interview yeah. and how polite you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like I was like, man, this is great. And uh, you know, Steve, he did a great job. I mean, it was it was really cool of him to you know, take the time to do that. Um, I think, you know, that totally represents what this brand, the Fizz is about, you know, just that Detroitness in there. And there's nobody better for Detroit than, than your boy, Iserman. And uh, so I thought it was awesome, man. Congrats to you for that opportunity. And I thought you knocked it out the park and did a great job. Well, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And I, you know, it, it looks like I just teed myself up for a compliment there. And I guess I kind of did. So I, I do appreciate that. And I mean, hey, got to thank my wife again. She's the one who set the whole thing up. But yeah, I mean, pretty surreal. That guy's been my hero since I was six years old. And uh, I mean, coolest part about it was just he, he was everything I'd hope he'd be. You know, I mean, like I, we said we were going to do a half an hour. We were pushing an hour by the time we were done. And I didn't really feel pressured too much to get off the the mic, even though a lot of my friends texted me and I kept being like, all right, cut more questions, cut more questions, cut more questions. I did that like five times. I was just, I was so nervous. I wanted him to know like we were rapping soon, but he, he got so in detail with every question I asked him um, that it was, you know, it was, it kind of extended it. So he, he was cool with it. Uh, yeah. I loved it. There, yeah, there's one of my, one of my favorite parts uh, was when you asked him about the, the difference in the locker room uh, and the culture from, uh, you know, from his playing days and the new school guys. And uh, one thing that I, cause I was waiting for his answer for this one here from being in, in the upper management now is because he's like, you know, I don't go in the locker room. Cause sometimes when I go there, people think I'm sending them down to the minors or different. And as a former pro athlete, like coaches don't, you're shunned if you go into the locker room because that's a sanctuary for the players. And I think that's what he even said too. It's a sanctuary. It's where the guys can be themselves and everything like that. Even and the I coaches? Said, yeah. Even the coaches. You I know, didn't like, know that. I didn't know yeah. that at all. Yeah. So like if sometimes if a coach comes through, so it depends on the team, the, the players will boo them. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the finally the time where players can be players and be themselves around their teammates and everything like that. And they don't feel like they have to act a little bit different. And that's, you know, he hit it right on the head when he's like, you know, when he, he walked through guys were stiffing up and be like, oh man, what's he doing here? So I, I, that was really excited for that. Cause I was on edge for his answer just to see how the different dynamics is from, you know, a football locker room to the hockey locker room. And I, you know, that answered the question. It's the same across all pro sports. I had no idea. I knew like they didn't go in there, but I kind of thought it was by choice. I had no clue, like coaches, especially like, you know, didn't go in there and that, you know, that's that sacred area or whatever, but you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I totally get it. And yeah, they probably, they probably don't like seeing them. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I, one thing I just thought was cool with him is like, I mean, the guy just, the guy just gets it. Um, I just felt in general, you know, like he grew up in a time without cell phones, very different world. And, you know, but he's just like, 
you know, in general, that's just like the world today. That's like what kids do, you know, and I, you know, you call me sometimes like a get off my lawn type guy, you know, I kind of like live in the old days, I kind of half expected him to be like, yeah, you know, it's just not the same. It's not how it was when I played. But you know, he's just, he's just like, this is the way the world is. And, you know, we just adapt with it. And that's, you know, how we get better. I don't know, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so like, but a cu- couple notes too from that interview with him parts I liked was obviously at the end, uh, when we we're talking, when he made the comment about passing out drunk in the urinals, um, <laughs> that was like, I did not expect him to say that. And I thought that was like just the best ending I could have ever asked for. Right. Exactly. And you know, that just goes to show that he's, he's true to himself and true to what everyone, you know, thinks of him and expects him, you know, just the type of person he's not gonna, he, there's no on and off switch for him. What you see is what you get really. So it's kind of funny. Um, at the end of the podcast, I explained like a couple of things I was worried about. And one of the big things I really, really did worry about was whether to call him Mr. Iserman or Steve. Um, and I like went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Obviously I, end, I settled on Steve, but one thing that gave me like a lot of anxiety is like, I recorded this December 9th um, and we had Drew Miller on um, right at the turn of the year or right right at the end of the year, I kind of forgot what date he was. Um, but Dr- when Drew was talking about meeting Steve Eiserman and how nervous he was, and he's a fucking player in the NHL, <laughs> he said he called him Mr. Eiserman. And, right. and I was like, fuck, like I, I just, I was just on the air with him a month ago and I called him Steve, Steve. the whole time. I was like, did I just like disrespect him? Like I was overthinking completely everything. Cause I was just nervous and like, um, whatever, but yeah, that, I mean, like I was, that was one thing that like freaked me out when Drew said, Oh, like, hi, Mr. Iserman. I, I want to be like, wait, wait, you called him, you called him Mr. Iserman. Fuck. Well, I think you, you have, a, you have a little pass cause you're, you're, you're a journalist. So you can go with Steve. Yeah. Journalist. That's fun. That's fun that you just called me that. Um, yeah. So that was one thing I was worried about. Oh, and then the other thing I thought too, a hundred percent is when I just, I asked him, you know, straight up, like, you know, you're a guy who just likes to put your head down and work. You don't like to talk about yourself, your successes, this and that, you know, and I, I made a mistake at the end. I said, you know, you're, you as Steve Eisman, you're kind of the, the face of the organization. And then he gave just the whole answer was just about how he is not the face of the organization and how <laughs> like just deflecting credit. It was like the most Steve Eisman answer ever, like didn't want to take any credit for anything and said like, he's not the face, even though there is like a 90 foot mural of him as soon as you walk into LCA. Right. But you know, that, <laughs> but that shows that he, you know, he's a good GM and he's, he's, you know, turning, turning the, the light off himself and, you know, putting it onto the guys that are out there playing. And, uh, you know, it, and it's tough sometimes for some, for some guys, some guys aren't successful, you know, as GMs, former players, uh, because they have a, a hard time doing that. And uh, so I think that's what, you know, to his credit, that's, you know, something that that's going to help him be, even more successful at this level being a GM because it's not about him. It's about the players. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, I don't know, just talking to him and just in general, like I just full faith in that guy. I mean, he is, he is the top of the top when it comes to NHL GMs. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see where he takes the team. You just just get the feeling we're going to get there. I mean, you know, you know, he thinks it, uh, you know, he knows it and he's just going to do whatever he can to get us there. Well, the journey starts tonight. 
Yes, it does. Carolina, Carolina. They are my dark horse to win this division, by the way. But go Wings tonight for sure. Got my good luck tarp on, Jay. Um, I see that. Yeah, it's reversible. So we're going to see which side does better throughout the year. So we're going white. We're going white fuzz tonight. But next time it could be the big wing mural. We don't know yet. My money's on the on the wing mural on the red. Yeah, maybe I'll switch. Whatever's on, on red. whatever's on uh, for puck drop. That's what we're counting tonight as the tarp okay. tarp cover. Boom. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Thanks for the compliments. I really do appreciate it. And I mean, Hey, since we're, since we're talking GMs here, let's, let's just, let's go across, let's, let's cross Woodward. Let's go down brush street and just stop at Ford field. What there's some news, some GM news today. Jay. That's, the, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Breaking news breaking news i brad wait breaking news brad holmes brad i i blanked on his name i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i blanked on the guy's name for a second because i had not heard of him until today but we got brad holmes uh what was he director of college scouting for the los angeles rams yes worked there 18 years what do you know about this guy because i know jack shit um, I, I know about him. I know a little bit about him, um, from recent years. Um, he obviously, like you said, director of college scout, and he had big hand in, um, the draft picks that the Rams have now. Um, he's, you know, big hand in getting Aaron Donald, uh, you know, drafting Aaron Donald out of pit, Jared Goff, uh, Tyler Higby. Um, I'm blanking on the other receiver, the cup. Uh, Cup, Cooper Cup, you know, those guys. So he has the experience of, you know, he has an eye for talent because those guys, except for, you know, Goff and um, and uh, Aaron Donald weren't exactly like the, the number one, number two, you know, top 10 picks coming out of college. But, he, you know, he has an eye for, you know, talent and grooming and developing them. So I'm excited about it. I think, I think it will be a good choice. Um, I think it's going to be something along the lines of, he is going to take him a few years to build the roster that he wants to build um, before you're going to start seeing results. And now it's just going to be a matter of what are they going to do with Matthew Stafford? Yeah. And Barry Sanders today actually said he anticipates um, he anticipates Matthew Stafford will be back. And apparently he's on like the advisory staff. So I don't know if he was supposed to say that or like what was going on there, if that's an official announcement, sounds like the lions just being the lions and Barry's probably just like a name associated with the team. Yeah, but why wouldn't Stafford be back? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm all for it, and I've like accepted it. I think it's just I think the only reason fans or people want him gone is just the impatience factor. And like he's been here 12 years, and you know we haven't won, we haven't won a division, we haven't won a playoff game, we haven't hosted a playoff game. Good God, I'm gonna cry. And I think people just like like you know think it might be time because he's banged up and he's hurt, but like he's still got two years on the contract. It's a giant contract. And towards the end of the year, he played out of his mind. So to me, it's like, we don't have the number one overall pick. It's not like we're, we're going to get uh, Lawrence or anything like that. Fields may not even get to us. So it's kind of just like, why would we waste this pick just because we want to get a quarterback right now? I don't know. Right. Well, I think, you know, part of the reason too, that people, you know, don't think he'll be here. I just think it's, it's out of respect for him. I think Detroit fans really, really like and respect Matthew Stafford. 
that they just want him to go and be successful. It's one of those things. Yeah. If you love someone, let them go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind, of, right. kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I, you know, so I think that's what it is. Um, but you know, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. He's tough as nails. Um, the the biggest thing is hopefully this new GM can come and surround him with pieces to be successful. One, they need to protect him. They need help on the offensive line and the defensive line. That should be a big focus for them this coming up draft. It has to be. I mean, it absolutely has to be. Frank Ragnow is pretty good, but outside of that, I mean, like, I don't know what Quinn was doing. He let a lot of guys walk, and I I don't know. Like, that line is not good. That line is not – and defensively, we just have no pressure. No, not at all. And that's why teams can just run all over you and abuse and abuse the Lions like they did this past season. Yeah. So back, but let, let's, let's talk about Brad, Brad Holmes a little bit here though. So I literally didn't hear of this name until today. Like, did you know of this guy? Like, did, did you know this human existed in the NFL? Yes, I knew he existed in the NFL. I knew he was, I did not know. I, I don't mean to undermine a, you. I just, I literally had no idea who this guy was. No, no, no. Yeah. I totally get it. But I didn't know he was that high on the list for a candidate for the, for the GM position. I didn't even know he was even on any team's radar for GM position at the time. But um, apparently, you know, like I did know of him, um, you know, from watching some specials and, uh, you know, years past about how he, you know, the guys that he drafted and his, um, his eye for talent and everything like that. So that's how I knew him, but I did not know anything deeper about him. Right. So uh, apparently, like, okay, so Ian Rappaport called this uh, a, medi- a, a meteoric jump, like a huge jump. I may have even said that word wrong, but like, like huge jump. So like, I I was kind of nervous about it. He's the youngest. I think I read he's the youngest GM in the league. He's 41 years old. And um, it sounds like Atlanta was ready to hire this guy, which I had no clue either. But every article I pulled up of him was like all Atlanta, like Atlanta preparing to, you know, vet uh, Brad, Brad Holmes. Yeah. Um, it is a big jump, especially from that, from the director of college scouting all the way up to GM. That is a huge jump, like you stated. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how the team he builds around him, how he leads and the dynamic that he, you know, that he has. Um, he doesn't, with the, the contracts, the negotiating contracts and everything like that, that's going to be the interesting part to see. Because yeah, we definitely yeah. know he has an eye for talent. Now it's can you can we put that in with the financial side of things? And is it like is that something that that Rod Wood helps with? You know, like the numbers piece of it? Because I again I don't really know what Rod Wood does. So maybe they said you know you know Brad Holmes eye for talent, get us the talent, and then you know we can work on numbers and stuff together. I don't know. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. I hope he, <laughs> <laughs> because that's just, they should have just left him in the director of if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, no, he's going to have to be the one, you know, sitting at the table negotiating with these players. Um, so definitely he has to be the one to do both of them. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. I say you won't really f- see his, his um, impact probably till three years down the road that's when you really try to start to see the impact that he has well that's good because that's you know a little bit that's eerily similar to the last regime we just had you know Quinn Trisha 
Patricia, three years is when we saw the real impact he had. Because <laughs> we saw what fucking happened after three years under Patricia. A um, couple of notes here about our new guy, Brad Holmes. Number one, he looks a lot cooler than uh, Bob Quinn. So that's huge. That's big in my book. Looks a lot cooler. You know I'm big on how they look. Like Mel Tucker, guy looks fucking boss. So just looking cool, big deal. My buddy texted me and said, I think... Brad Holmes should have to fist fight Bob Quinn to just assert that the regime has changed, you know, to like really show the direction we're headed. I mean, to go from, if we go from Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, like dork one and dork two, to uh, Brad Holmes and uh, Sala, we're going to, we're going to like, it's just a completely different respect look and feel in general. And I know looks don't really matter, but they're, they're big. I like the optics part of this. Right, right. That you do. You're a you're a looks guy. You you want your GMs to look sweet, but you yeah. don't want your head coaches to look sweet. Yeah, well, it, it depends. It's like there's there's two types of. I feel like there's different brands of like looking sweet though. As my as the head coach, like like <laughs> there's different ways to look sweet. Like Bill Belichick looks sweet, but he doesn't he doesn't look like Robert Sala. You know what I mean? Like there's two different ways to look sweet. Like uh Dable looks sweet but in like you know they got their own swag to it winning helps winning helps your look winning does help your look um you want to hear some uh key key players key players he acquired during his time with the Rams yes and I was I was gonna actually ask you about this before you you get going actually you know you name them and then I'll talk I'll shut up you name the players linebacker Alec Ogletree heard of him Stud. Defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. Heard of him. Running back, Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Good for a minute. Knees gave out. <laughs> QB, Jared Goff. Okay, heard of him. Game manager. Tight end, Tyler Higby. That guy's good. That guy's good. McVay's offense is sweet, though. Like, so I'm just going to grain of salt. Little grain of salt with the offensive guys. I mean, McVay's, McVay's got an o- offensive scheme that is great. <laughs> Safety, John John Johnson. Can't trust him. Can't trust a guy with with name like that. <laughs> you, you really can't. <laughs> Wide receiver Josh Reynolds. Oh, he's he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, running back Daryl Henderson. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, that's why I just said K. And running back Cam Akers. Yeah, well, Akers fucking rips it. Yeah. So to, to your point, number one, is they keep showing, they keep showing, you know, like uh, Brad Holmes next to like a picture of Aaron Donald. Like, you know, everything is like Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Like it's like, so my question is, is like, did, did he pick that guy or is he on the staff that like collectively, you know, like, was he the one vouching for him? Did he vote for him? You know, it, you know, it's not like, like when people vote on laws, there's like a record of it. You know, I want to know, like, is this guy really part of the Aaron Donald or is that like, the narrative we're throwing together because that makes us feel better as Lions fans. No, he has to, he has to uh, sign off on the decision. Um, I'm sure with a guy, because the scouting department, there's a bunch of different scouts in there. I'm sure a guy like Aaron Donald's caliber, Holmes was there interviewing him at the combine at his pro day at, you know, went to practices to watch him. So all that. He's a part of it. 
Yes, he's definitely a big part. So it's of it. it's fair when I like literally every article you're going to see from now until the start of the season, it's going to be it's going to be a picture of Brad Holmes and him talking to Aaron Donald or uh, like you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. They're just going to keep using that image, and I just wanted to make sure if it's just if it's real or if it's like bullshit. You know, it's 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 kind of like seeing Patricia with Belichick all the time. <laughs> I just want to make sure couple stats about, or a stat here, a tweet I got pulled up about Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes has drafted 25 Pro Bowlers since 2003 with the Rams. 25. The Lions have drafted eight since 2003. Eight. It's a lot of regime changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And four of the 17 drafts, he didn't have a first round pick. All right. Well, now that we've had our GM talk out of the way, Iserman with my interview and with Brad Holmes, the new GM of the Detroit Lions, let's talk about wild card weekend. Uh, super wild card weekend. That's right. It what everyone did keep calling it super wild card weekend because there was more games, right? That was the reason. Right. Yep. Yeah. Everyone kept calling it super wild card weekend, and it was, man. I mean, there was there was football all weekend. All weekend and good football all weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at least on um, at least on paper, you know. I mean, so, and some games were were great. In fact, the best game was probably the the first the first game of the weekend. Your boys, your boys beating the Colts. Yeah, that that was a good game. I'm a, I'm excited about the way the game played out because Buffalo struggled. I felt. For sure. I felt they struggled that game. And uh, so hopefully that makes them tighten things up a little bit this week going in, going into this week. Um, but um, their, our run defense was bad. It was like Swiss cheese. Very bad. We did not get pressure on Phillip Rivers. I don't think we had, I think if anything, one sack maybe. And uh, the pass defense, which is supposed to be our you know strong point right now, I didn't see it. There were a lot of holes that Philip River picked through because we didn't get pressure on him. So I was disappointed with that. Um, I thought Josh Allen played very well. Uh, Stefan Diggs played well. Uh, Gabriel Davis stepped up big. Um, but, um, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with the way that the defense played. I, I mean, I totally agree. And you have said before that you thought maybe the Bills' weak point was the was the rush defense? Am I am I incorrect on that? Or is you're it, correct? Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Colts have a good run game, but I was surprised. I mean, when the Bills looked like they might be able to pull away, they let the the Colts march right down in under two minutes and score a touchdown, which was just kind of unacceptable. Exactly, exactly, and that for a championship team, a championship caliber team, when it's time to put the your foot on the gas and go all out. That's when you're supposed to do and put teams away. I get it. This is the NFL. Those guys on the other side, they're paid too. They're paid to play and be successful, just like, you know, your team that you cheer for is. But, um, you know, if you want to take that next step to a championship team, you have to be able to put teams away when, when you have the opportunity to. Yeah. And you're probably absolutely correct. I mean, obviously, I mean, a win is what you guys wanted. So, you know, who cares how it comes, whatever, but definitely like, there's a lot of people probably after this weekend, you know, who are not Bills fans, not, you know, not thinking the way you are, where it's like, 
all right, well, now they're really going to tighten the screws, make the adjustments, find out where, you know, they need to put the emphasis at. But, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, probably just like, oh, I don't know if the Bills are my Super Bowl pick anymore, you know, because they didn't look like it. Exactly. They did not look like a Super Bowl pick. But so this week, the big sombrero, the big sombreros on Leslie Frazier this week, the defensive coordinator for the Bills, he has to do something because this week, you got to stop the run game. Have to. Absolutely, absolutely have to. Uh, one thing I will note, though, like, as we, you know, we're saying the Bills didn't play a good game. They still won a home playoff game. Congratulations to Buffalo. All, you know, all the mafia out there. I'm, I'm sure you guys drank 100 beers, broke 1,000 tables. The one thing they did do, though, Colts defense, top five defense in the league. And, I mean, they put up 27 points, and they look good. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what I said. I have no qualms about uh, – you like that, huh, qualms? I like qualms. <laughs> I have no qualms about the, the, the offense. You know, the offense is clicking uh, right now. Josh Allen, he's, he, you know, he's playing phenomenal. He's playing smart. You know, he's not trying to put the whole team on his back and do too much and play outside his game like he did last year in the, in the postseason. This year, he's taken what's given to him. He's taken the shots when he can. And um, once again, my boy Dable, I thought he made some good adjustments and, uh, you know, keep rolling, keep rolling. But the thing I'm more excited for is um, the fans of Buffalo. Oh, they yeah. won. They won the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Fans of Buffalo won the weekend. Yeah, and Buffalo didn't cover, so gamblers were a little pissed off. Myself was a little pissed off. But more happy for you guys that the Bills did get the W. Jay, the one thing I am worried about, I, besides, like, you know, you said the run defense, Josh Allen did look good. I mean, look great, like, way better than last year, though. But sometimes – he extends plays when he should not extend plays. There was a few times where it's like, dude, throw it out of bounds, like take the sack. You know, I just feel sometimes he tries, he does try to do a little too much or try to extend a play. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's great sometimes, but sometimes in the playoffs, he makes me nervous. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes, you know, he has to protect the football and he has to learn to protect himself when he's running out there. I get it. You're 240 pounds. There's no need for you to try to go one-on-one with a safety coming down. The safety's position, his job is to deliver hits. Your quarterback, your job is to throw the football and hand the football off. I get it sometimes scrambling, but sliding, you know, if it's fourth and one, you got to get that one. Yeah, definitely go for it. But protect yourself kid. he's such buffalo's guy that's why they love him i mean he just he puts his head down and just charges at people like safeties he doesn't care exactly so yeah. we'll see all right so bills win that game 27 24 let's move on to the next one you said you weren't that excited about this one i was excited about it, it ended up being not that great of a game uh so you were right in that regard i'll give it to you but we were both right in picking the upset rams over seahawks Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought, you know, like, <laughs> I felt bad for uh, the Rams backup start slash starting quarterback, you know, first, second play of the game, he gets hurt, gets carted out of there. But, uh, you know, I was in that game was like, yeah, because that's a typical Seattle game. You know, it's Seattle's not a sexy team that makes you want to be like, oh, I can't wait to see this. You know, if it was Rams Packers, I would have been more excited about that because I know there's going to be an offensive fury of fireworks, you know, but um, this, it was just eh, eh, game. Yeah. And that's what it, it, it produced that. Yeah. And I, I just think like, it's, it's very interesting at the beginning of the season, you know, Russell Wilson was like snapping dicks off and like ripping it. And, you know, people are like the biggest stat of the year was like, 
can you believe Russell Wilson's never received an MVP vote? Can you believe he's never received an MVP vote? He's, I mean, he's not going to get one this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's interesting how football uh, more than more so than any game. I feel like, you know, it just changes. It can change so much from week five to fucking week eight. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. When, when teams actually sit down and watch film on you, break down, break down your season, break down your tendencies, they'll take things away that you're good at. They'll take those things away. And, uh, you know, that's what happened with uh, Seahawks. And unfortunately, got his offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, fired. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, defense in the playoffs seems to prevail. And, you know, I mean, the Seahawks just did not have a defense this year. They were too broken of a team. They were too incomplete. Right. As much as I love Pete Carroll, love his antics. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I love Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf. I mean, I, DK is a monster. I love him. Uh, Absolute but, monster. Yeah. So uh, Rams with the upset there, which, I mean, I was surprised they were, the you know, it was a three-point three favorite. So we won that one on the money line. Uh, next game, the Bucks. The Bucks beat the Washington football team. The football team. The football team, 31-23. And, man, as much as we were talking how much we love and respect Brady before uh, last week's game, like the football team, a lot of heart, a lot of heart in that game. They ended up losing it by eight. The spread was eight and a half. So we did cover as gamblers. I had Washington football team. But, man, I thought the, the – uh, the football team showed a lot of heart in that game. Frank, I know we're talking about, but I got to break this for some breaking news. Tell me now, please. The the Jacksonville Jaguars hires Urban Meyer oh, yeah, as the new it. head coach. Oh my God, they made it official? Yes. You get a number on how much he's getting paid? No, not yet. Oh my God. Uncle Herb enters the NFL. Enters the league. What are your thoughts on this? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think his personality, his personality will, will, will mesh well with, um, with NFL players because he's more, if he's not a dominant personality such as Nick Saban, you know, who wants it his way or the highway. So I think Urban Meyer will have a success at that level because he'll let the players, you know, play. He'll, he'll stay out of their locker room <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he's, he's going to get an opportunity to work with a young quarterback and he's used to working with those type of guys, you know, from Ohio state and his days in uh, at Utah and Florida and everything like that. So I'm excited for that hire. I think it's a good hire. I think he'll do well. Uh, I mean, he's got a little Pete Carroll in him. Is that wrong to say? I mean, like a little, you know, the kind of like the uh, just players coach kind of deal. Yeah, he's a player, but I don't think he's as spunky as Pete Carroll. Pete yeah, Carroll's no, chewing no, no. the bubble gum, <laughs> yeah, bumping, yeah. and, yeah. you know, just bouncing up and down. You know, like, yeah, I, Irvin's more reserved and laid back. But, yes, he is a player's coach. I got to be – I mean, I got to be honest. I Like, this hire, if you're a Jags fan, just rocks. Like, there, I mean, that it's just – you got to be so excited. This guy has won everywhere he has gone. Yes, there's been some shady air around him, but whatever. I mean, if you're a Jags fan and you got the number one overall pick and you got Urban Meyer coming to town, you got to be really excited. Jags are juiced. All right, so let's go back to the Rams. Uh, <laughs> Redskins. Oh, uh, uh, Bucks, Bucks, Washington Bucks. football team. I basically, all I was saying is Washington, you know, covered low-key and showed a ton of heart. Um, whoever they had in there, Heineke, Meineke. Heineke! Yeah, that dive, that run and dive was like one of the play, like one of the most athletic plays of the year. 
Yeah, um, you know that was a that was a great game. Tom Brady played his ass off, but I, you know you got to say the the highlight of that game is Heineke, the quarterback for the for the football team. He balled out. That talk about a kid getting an opportunity um, yeah. and just making the most of it. You know, absolutely. He last played for the Alliance League before that folded, um, and just going out there. And you know, this game it it shows a lot for Washington. Washington's on a upward trend. It, you know, um, I, they might have found their quarterback in Heineke. Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, um, their defense is unreal. Their defense, the defensive line, crazy good. Um, but this game was too close for me for you know for being a Brady fan and you know what Tampa Bay expect. That was too close of a game. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And that's why I think I think Washington absolutely came to play. I think Chase Young is just a fucking stud. I mean, hot take, Frank, I know. But, like, he rocks. I mean, you just see him on the sidelines. He's talking to everybody. I mean, you saw when Heineke dove, he's, like, pointing at his back. Like, right. he is the face of that organization. And, he, like, what a bright future for that guy. Exactly. And it shows, you know, through his, his work ethic, his personality, and everything like that. Because – he's a rookie and was voted captain by his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. Voted captain and he's a rookie and just like, it is wild to me, you know, like a quarterback can instantly change your organization, but it, it does feel like he has changed that whole defense. And you're, and you're finding that these like pass rushers can really change the entire look of your defense. Right. Exactly. And he has that mentality of, you know, I'm going to outwork everybody. And then what happens is it's a domino effect. The next guy says, Oh man, you know, Chase Young's working where I better do something. And yeah. then that's how you build a great team. So I'm excited to see what the football team has in store for them in the future. Yeah. And Ron Rivera, great coach. Happy for him too. Um, Excellent you know, he, coach. Excellent story. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome for them. A lot of, a lot of upside for the Washington football team who did lose this game, by the way, the much as, as we're, as we're talking about them. So Bucks move on to the next round. No one's surprised there. That should be a good one. We got Bucks Saints uh, this weekend, moving on to the next game. This one surprised me the most um, Ravens beat the Titans uh, 30 to 13 in Tennessee. Um, I had, uh, I definitely had the Titans in this one. Uh, but the, and then the Titans came out fucking gangbusters, went up 10, nothing right away. And then the, the Ravens, Lamar played great, had a, had a lot of big gains, but I mean, that defense, that defense, like just erased Tennessee after their 10, nothing lead. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it took away, it took, it forced Tennessee out of their game. Tennessee's game is run the football, play action, go deep to, to, um, AJ AJ Brown. Brown that's their offense right there. But if the defense were the Ravens defense was so stout, they shut down Henry. So there's no threat to the run whatsoever. So they can just sit back and play, play their defense like they want to play. And so what Ryan Tannehill is best when he has that play action to his, in, in his back pocket that he can use uh, because the run game's effective, but uh, Baltimore just outplayed them. And uh, it was, it was an upset. I thought, I had um, money on uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and and Tennessee was was the underdog. They were a plus three in Vegas. So just throwing that out there, the grain of salt. But on this podcast, we definitely had Tennessee, and like I just didn't see it. Uh, I mean, something we haven't said all year: Derrick Henry was a non-factor. He was a non-factor in that game. Exactly. Well, and and the thing too, it was a revenge game for Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Baltimore came in pissed off after the last dust up. 
that happened uh, in Baltimore a few weeks previous to this. But, uh, you know, uh, Ray Lewis, former Raven, said, you know, revenge is a meal best served cold. Oh, Ray, you dog. You dog. <laughs> you know, yeah, if he knows anything about revenge and cold blood. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. Uh, next game, arguably, no, not arguably. This was the worst game of the weekend. This game was a snoozer. Uh, it was Saints, the most shocking. Oh, no. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought calm you down, Jay. <laughs> one more. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, so Saints beat the Bears um, in New Orleans 21 uh, to 9. Yuck. Like, do just we have to talk about this game? A little bit. So, it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was horrible. The Bears have no offense whatsoever. There's just nothing that they can do offensively uh and i you know it's just like this is one of those things where it's like the bears i think are just in a tough spot like Nagy's still there i don't think anybody wants them there but they like made the playoffs so they got to keep them i don't know i think it's just i don't know the the bears right now are just like yuck like to me like Nagy needs to go you know how big of of a bears fan i am yeah you know how i i I love the bears yeah okay cool it you like visited the bean once and you love the bears <laughs> um but no I, I just thought this game was it was terrible game it was boring i don't really have much to say about it yeah and the saints didn't even look, <laughs> the saints didn't even look that good no anyways okay let's move on to the last one um this game blew my fucking mind and i had um this reminded me and it's just the worst omen in the world and obviously it's, it's not even like an omen it's just a bad fucking thing that happens and it's hard to come back from but I would love to see the statistic on when the opening snap goes over a quarterback's head into the end zone for a touchdown for the defense if that team has ever won the game and not given up a million points because it's, I've seen it twice that I can remember it was that it was this weekend with the Browns and Steelers going over Ben Roethlisberger's head and then the last time I saw it was uh, the Super Bowl Bowl? between the Broncos and the Seahawks. And the snap went over Peyton's head, and it was a touchdown right away to start the game. Yeah. And they got proceeded to get blown out. Yeah, that that game was – it was disappointing, very disappointing. I was excited for that game. Sunday, I was like, you know, anything can – but Sunday, I'm glued for this game. It was Colts-Bills, and then it was Steelers-Browns. Those were number one and number two. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, it was just terrible. Like, anything that could go wrong for the Steelers absolutely went wrong. Big Ben threw four picks. Oh. You know, the first snap over his head. Oh. Uh, Cleveland playing without their head coach, without assistant coaches. and Offensive they, linemen offensive line the special teams coach is is called is the acting head coach and it's just it's a it's a recipe for disaster for cleveland and it just totally the script was totally flipped i just and they still what drives me fucking crazy jay is they still had a chance to win this game until about the seven minute mark of the fourth right exactly and the thing is this Pittsburgh went into this game overconfident and it's so unlike a Mike Mike Tomlin team. They went into this game overconfident. The Browns came into this game hungrier than hell. Like the old saying goes, my high school coach always used to say, hungry dogs run faster. I love that. And Holy the shit. dogs were hungry. These dogs, on these dogs were famished. 18 years, Jay, famished. And yeah. like, fuck, I mean, and that, that, that snap going over the head, I mean, that's Marcus Pouncey. That's one of the best centers in the NFL and he just launches that thing over Big Ben's head who's one of the tallest NFL quarterbacks in the NFL and when that happened I just went I I was like they're fucked 
they're fucked. Like the Browns just want this thing more. And, and like they got down 28. I mean, they got within 11 points and Mike Tomlin on the Browns 38 yard line on fourth and one decided to punt. And I just, I just, I'm not an NFL coach. He's a very good NFL coach. One of my favorites. I just do not, did not agree with that decision whatsoever. There were a lot of questionable calls uh, that Tomlin made, you know, that punt um, when to go for two points different yeah. things like that. It, it was just, it was a weird game. It was an eerie game. It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, absolute mess. It, it looked like the Steelers were the ones that were out ahead coach that game. Yeah. And if the Steelers could have made fucking one stop in that game, we would have had a game on our hands, but the defense just absolutely could not make a stop to save the their life. The defense was like Swiss cheese. It was um, unbelievable. And as much as I, you know, don't like the Browns, but I got to take my, my proverbial hat off to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they played, they played uh, like gangbusters out there. They came out, they wanted it more. And you know what, just like Buffalo, good for the uh, Browns fans. I'm happy for the Browns fans on this one. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. All these losing teams finally winning lions are five went five and 11 this year. Um, <laughs> one last thing. I just want your thoughts. I just want your thoughts on Juju Smith Schuster because he is like a very hot topic around NFL and meme world. And he has got made fun of more than any player I've seen over this last week because he does a lot of TikTok dances. He dances before the games. There was video clips of him down, you know, 21 points in that game dancing before the snap. Like, a lot of people don't like his attitude because he's he seems to not care, to be completely honest. I'm just curious your thoughts on Juju Smith-Schuster in general. Um, he He's definitely outside the realm of a, of a typical Pittsburgh Steeler player. Yeah. He's not in the prototype for them. You got guys like Heinz Ward, you know, those type of receivers that, that were hard-nosed will go and block and, you know, go down and catch passes. Even Claypool. <laughs> Like yeah, I feel like yeah. Claypool fits that mold. I'm not comparing him to Heinz Ward yet. He's only a rookie. Right, but, but. right. But the, the thing is, Juju, he's not learning. He's not learning from other people's mistakes. He's not learning from Antonio Brown's mistakes. What got him out of Pittsburgh is doing the exact same things that Juju's doing right now. Has that star power, of has that spotlight of being the number one receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to some people, you know, you can't handle it. Antonio Brown couldn't handle it. They got rid of him. And Pittsburgh will not, they won't be afraid to get rid of you. If you do something, they will, they will cut your ass faster than. Yeah. And to be clear, Juju is nowhere near Hines or Antonio Brown. No, but he, <laughs> he had, he had success because AB was there and it he took a lot of the, the coverage and a lot of pressure from Juju's side. So Juju had a breakout season. Now he's in that role as a, as, as the leader of that receiver group, but I don't see leadership qualities and leadership traits in them. I see Claypool as more as a leader. I see James Washington as more as a leader than Juju is right now. Juju, all he is right now is a distraction. And yeah. I'm telling him, be careful because it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. 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 I mean, the internet just ate him alive this whole week. I mean, there is a clip like literally of them down 21 to one, uh, 20, they're down like 21 points and he is like doing like a fucking TikTok dance before the snap goes. Uh, it, it blew my mind. Uh, and I, I hated it quite frankly. So Steelers go down uh, to the Browns. I was bummed for sure. Cause we like the Steelers. We're Steelers fans and I'm not necessarily a Browns fan, but excuse me. Good on you Browns. 
you're on to the next round and it's definitely only going to get harder from here. So let's move into the weekend here. Let's give our picks and then we'll close this one out with a little over under. How's it sound, Jay? Juicy. All right, let's do it. So we have uh, very excited for these matchups. Let me just put that out there into the world. We got some fun matchups this weekend. This is going to be a fun ass weekend and it kicks off with one of my favorite games, at least on paper. Um, I think this is the first game, at least this is the way I wrote it, but uh, we got Rams plus six and a half at Lambeau field at green Bay. Ooh, that's going to be a good one, but. And that one like, is Saturday at four 30. Sorry. I didn't cut you off. There, yeah, Jay. no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. I just think uh, green Bay is too, has too much. So I'm going with green Bay on this one. Yeah. I'm going to take green Bay to win this game. Uh, I think the, I think just Aaron Rodgers has just got like the eye of the tiger right now. And they, they can't be stopped. Devonte Adams, like they look good and the defense is good enough, especially to hang with whoever the Rams have under center. Um, you know, the Rams, you can, you can make these mistakes versus the Seahawks, but the, the, the green Bay D is a little better. They're not like a powerhouse, but Rodgers should come ready to play. I think Green Bay wins, but I do think it is going to be a four-point game. I don't think Green Bay covers the six and a half. No, Packers cover. Think so? Yes. Okay. Well, I think I think Rams keep it close, uh, but we both have Green Bay winning. Jay has Green Bay covering. I have the Rams covering that six and a half. If it goes to seven, jump all over it. Um, next game on the docket, your boys hosting on – on Saturday, my birthday, Jay, is Saturday, by the way. So I will be celebrating by watching <laughs> Ravens at Bills. I will be jumping through uh, tables for my 30th birthday watching your boys take on the Ravens. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. And, uh, you know, ho hopefully the Bills can deliver you a, a birthday wish. Um, but uh, I think Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, they go in the in, – in the, think the think tank the, <laughs> the think tank think yeah. tank say that five times fast um and you know they make some adjustments on defense i think uh buffalo gets more pressure on the quarterback they they're more stout with the run game and buffalo wins buffalo covers buffalo wins go bills go bills go uh you know definitely there's no way i'm picking against the bills in this one uh, Bills at home cover the two and a half. I think they do cover the two and a half, but I do think this is going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty close and this could come down to a Justin Tucker field goal um, or a missed extra point type deal. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game, but I do think uh, Bills cover two and a half at home versus the Ravens. Hot take Bills, Bills by a lot. Wow. You're going blowout in this one. You think that you think the Ravens uh, spit their wad last week with Tennessee? Yes. Bills That's fair by enough. A lot. That's fair enough. I like that a lot. I think it's going to be close. I think you got Justin Tucker hitting, you know, a fucking 57 yarder against the wind or something to, or sorry, Jesus. I am like talking the wrong way here. Tyler Bass, Tyler Bass is <laughs> yeah. who I'm trying to talk of. Sorry. Jeez. Big excuse balls me. bass. Sorry. Yeah. Big balls. Yeah. Excuse me. Big balls. Bass is going to bury big balls. Bass is going to bury a 60 yarder in Buffalo on a breezy Saturday night. Say that five times. Snowy fast, Saturday. Yeah. And a I just, snowy Saturday. Yeah, I just knocked that out. You can't even say think tank. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move to January 17th, Sunday. The Browns take the dog pound to, to the defending champs, Kansas City. It is a 10-point spread. What do you like? I'm jumping all over Cleveland on this one. Mm -hmm. I'm in the Cleveland bandwagon here. Um, Cleveland wins this game. 
Wow, you got a you got a Browns upset over KC. Upset, upset over KC. I love it. I mean, I love I love that. That's awesome. Um, I love the balls on that pick. I am no way, shape, or form ever going to take the Browns in KC to to win in the playoffs. I'm going to take KC to win this game, but it's going to be closer than we think. Um, I think Browns cover the ten point spread, but the, but ultimately lose the game. I don't think they. I think it comes down to the final possession and uh, Mahomes drives it down their dick. Um, Cleveland at Buffalo AFC title game. That is just that's insanity. That is very too bad it's not 2020 because that would be a very 2020 <laughs> uh, AFC championship game. Final game of the weekend, a very fun one. Always love divisional games in the playoffs, and we have Tom Brady as a dog headed into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Three point spread in this one. What do you like? Oh, when the Saints go marching in and Brady comes to town, Saints go marching out of the playoffs. I'm going with Tampa Tom and the Bucks. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. This is my only upset of the week. Uh, I, I've actually picked three dogs of the four games to hit cover the spread, but this is my only actual upset. I think the Bucks take out the Saints. The Saints have just been too inconsistent, and I never know what you're going to get. I just I never know what that offense is going to bring week in and week out. Is it a six-touchdown Alvin Kamara day, or is it a, you know, Mike Thomas isn't targeted and Breeze fumbles three times? You know, I just – you never know. I just feel like they're too inconsistent this year, and uh, Brady's seen them too many times to lose to him on this big of a stage. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's – you can't – it's tough to beat a team three times, so – especially in the division. So to recap, me and Jay both like the Packers to win first game of this of the weekend. I have the Rams covering. He has the Pack covering the six and a half spread. Game two of the weekend, we are the night game at Buffalo. It's going to be a breezy, balmy evening. And Tyler Bass is going to bury a field goal to cover the three-point spread to end this game. We both have the Bills covering the two and a half spread. Jay, you thinks it's going to be a blowout, but we're all over the Bills because we're part of the Bills fucking mafia. Uh, the Sunday game, 3 o'clock, 3.05. The Cleveland goes into Kansas City, the defending champs. KC on the bye. JU has Cleveland upsetting the Chiefs in KC because he's because he's nuts because he's fucking crazy. I have Kansas City winning but not covering uh, Browns cover plus ten. Final game of the weekend, divisional game. Bucks at Saints should be a good one. Bucks are a three point dog on the road in the Superdome. We both got the Bucks winning this one. I am so fucking pumped. NFL playoffs rock. We have a great slate and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. You got anything you anything you want to cap this with, Jay? Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Tyler Bass's big balls. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have, we broke down our football and we got our football picks for the weekend. We're ready to go. All the gamblers should be good. Got our pick, got Jay's picks. You got my picks. Let's close this show out with everyone's favorite part, which is over under if this is your first time listening to the podcast over under is very simple i have my buddy jerry formerly known as the fat accountant from cleveland now known as the red wings correspondent and over under specialist in addition to t-slinger t-trapper whatever he wants me to i'm gonna go with t-trapper connoisseur connoisseur. connoisseur. ah Ah, pinkies up pinkies Mm -hmm. up he sends me a list of 10 items person place things ideas whatever trends doesn't matter i've never seen it before jay's never seen it I open my email. I go through it. We talk if that item listed is over or underrated. So pretty simple stuff here, gang. 
Let's get started. The email's in my inbox. Jerry always opens it up with an LGRW, and tonight's opening night for the Wings, so LGRW, put an extra stamp on it, triple underline that boy. The Wings are back playing Carolina tonight. Number one, over under list for January 14th, 2021. Number one on the list. Jay, you want to go first or second? Second. He's going second. Wow, scared. Number one, Burger King. Burger King for me. Mm, Burger King. I am a fast food guy. Burger King is underrated. I'm going to say Burger King's underrated because I never, ever get Burger King. I hardly ever am like, hmm, maybe I should get Burger King tonight. But if I ever do get it, I normally get a Whopper or no, I just get a Whopper. That's like the only thing I ever get from Burger King. And it always blows my fucking socks off. I always love it. And I say, I should get Burger King more. And then I wait two years and I, I never get Burger King again. So I'm going to say it's underrated because I'm always pleasantly surprised with how good Burger King is. Well, similar to you, I hardly eat Burger King. Yeah. And unlike you, I have never had a Whopper. Oh my God. We got to change. We got to, we got to crush Juicy Frank's cheese infused sausages <laughs> and just Whoppers one day. We'll go on a health kick together. Yeah. And so I would say, you know, Burger King is underrated because I like you, I don't go often. And I've never had a Whopper. But when you do go, you must like it for to call it underrated. Yeah. Oh, they have great, uh, what's it, double quarter pounders? Yeah. I mean, they're the Burger King. <laughs> hey, flame broiled burgers. Flame broiled. Yeah. My, yeah. And yeah. Anyways, I'm going to skip over that, whatever I was going to say there. Number two on the list, your first, Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki Minaj. The original, she, the OG bad bitch. Well, actually. The OG little, bad bitch. Little, yeah, Lil Kim was. Lil Kim would be mad. Lil Kim would be mad. Yeah, no, Nicki Minaj is underrated. I think she's a great lyricist. Uh, she, she's very original. Uh, and then she's just so nasty. When, oh, you listen, <laughs> when you listen to her, you kind of you kind of feel like a little dirty when you yeah. hear her lyrics, when you really listen and hear her lyrics. So uh, I think she's uh, underrated. 100%. Uh, Nicki Minaj is underrated. Kind of funny that she was brought up. Uh, we were going, uh, me and my wife were looking at some TikToks the other day and she went on this crazy fucking, it was like some concert of hers. And she went on this crazy rant about how she doesn't need any man. And like, it was just, it was sassy as hell. My, my wife was going crazy over it. She was so excited about it. Like she just fucking like loved it, got all into it. Yeah. And I think she's underrated. Uh, you know, she like only woman rapper to do a, like at the time, a song with Eminem, you know, so lyrically he thought she was good enough and Roman's Revenge, check it out, check it out. So underrated, both on Nicki Minaj, both underrated Burger King. So far, good list, Jerry. Number three, your boy, your boy, your man's. Uh, I'm up first, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate's underrated. I love hot chocolate. War, I mean, great memories of hot chocolate, playing snow football for hours on end. Come in, mom's got hot chocolate ready for you. You love it. You get a little older, Put a little like Bailey's or I don't know, something in there, some sort of alcohol liqueur in there that tastes good. I love hot chocolate. I'm all for hot chocolate. Un uh, underrated. Yeah, uh, for me, hot chocolate's overrated. Damn. Only only because I don't like chocolate. Yeah, I forgot that. I forgot. You have this weird, you're fucking weird eating <laughs> shit. You don't like chocolate. <laughs> so hot, chocolate, like chocolate. For me. hot yeah. chocolate for me is overrated. <laughs> God damn. Or was that your nickname in college? Hot chocolate? Yeah. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number four, you're up first. And this is probably a good thing. J.U., The Bachelor. The show, The Bachelor. Oh, fuck The Bachelor. It's uh, highly overrated. It's so stupid. It's a stupid, idiotic show. 
girls sit and like just go crazy over this they you know like they want they get mad at guys that you know date a bunch of girls but yet they wanted they love a concept of a show of a guy that that has like 30 women that he's you know dating all at the same time the bachelor sucks it needs to be off the air Ju, correct take, absolutely correct take. The Bachelor is the worst fucking piece of trash that could ever air on TV. Uh, I, I hate it. It's 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 not it's nauseum. It's 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 horrible. And it's and they're all four hours long. Like every episode <laughs> is like four fucking hours long, and it's the same show every single year. And I just think it's it's trash and it's horrible, but it's never going anywhere. It's got like and they the never get rating. married. They never get married. They all hate each other because it's not real. It's all dumb. I mean, he's nailing four chicks in one night. That's not how you should start off a marriage, in my opinion. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking show in the world, and I hate it. I hate it, and I don't get how people are so obsessed with this show. It's at it's absolute trash. It's trash. It's very much trash. Overrated. I fucking piss on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. They both fucking suck. Number five on the list. I am up first. Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, here's what I'll say about Abercrombie and Fitch. You know, back in the day, it was like, you know, all the gross pointers, more Abercrombie and Fitch. It's like expensive, you know, super white clothing, uh, overpriced. You walk into the store, you get blasted with that music, the, 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 uh, the colognes hitting you in the face. Uh, very, very overrated at the time. And actually, I'm still going to call it overrated. Abercrombie and Fitch blankets overrated, but I am proud of them. I like to see brands go through rebrands and adjustments that keep their brand alive. What they did is they took all the logos off their clothes and stopped being so Abercrombie and Fitch of what they were like in the night, like in the mid two thousands. And now they actually sell a lot of stuff. I hear, I just read that somewhere. So good for them, but still overrated. Uh, for me, overrated, nothing in there can fit me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no, I did know a guy that was uh, Abercrombie and Fish model and he thought he was super cool. So he made him even douchey. So that's why I hate Abercrombie and Fitch even more, more too. So overrated. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. All right. Number six on the list. Uh, number six, you're up first. NASCAR. NASCAR Ooh. underrated. Oh, NASCAR is underrated. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I like a good old NASCAR race. Um, <laughs> a good old NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's, um, it can be entertaining. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of strategy in it that people don't really realize. And, um, but it's exciting to see sometimes, especially the night races are my favorite to watch. Uh, you know, coming up in February, Daytona 500s coming up. So excited for it. Yeah. Uh, and have you you've been have you been to races? Didn't you say you went to like Indy? No, I went to the Daytona 500. Gotcha. Was is that fun? Oh yes, great time. Yeah. Great time. So I would say watching it on TV is pretty overrated. Like I have no interest to ever watch a race, you know, race on TV. But I did go to uh, the MIS racetrack for some sort of Michigan race. I literally don't even remember what it was, and it was it's like a good old rootin' tootin' good time. Definitely uh, a rootin' good and tootin' good time. Yeah, I mean, I was covered in like black tar and like there was tires on my face, and I drank like you know forty-seven bush lights. But you know, it was a good time. I mean, we had we had fun there. It was definitely an underrated event, and you know, it was, I'm glad I did it as a sporting event. Not something you know I I want to necessarily do three times a year, but maybe like once every five years, I'd like to go to it. You know, throw on my tank, get a sunburn, you know, drink Bud Heavies, whatever. But I would say going to races, I'm more of a Kentucky Derby guy than a NASCAR guy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, I, I would agree with you there. So, you know, you know, so 
I'm, I'm, yeah, so watching it on TV is very overrated, but uh, it's a little bit underrated in person. You know, I'm, I'm kind of debating between, I'm kind of on the fence, but we'll go with underrated. <laughs> All right, this is a funny one. Uh, number seven for me, lat pull downs. Lat pull downs. Jerry loves putting in workout stuff in here because he knows I don't, I don't fucking do that. Um, so I'm going to say lat pull downs are overrated. I got nothing to pull down. My lats are doing just fine. <laughs> my lats are doing just fine no uh lat pull downs are underrated um i love a good you know lat workout there get the lats going get lathered up with some good lats frank i just like saying lats yeah i can tell wow you really struck a chord there jer jay really <laughs> loves the word lats okay um you're gonna name, yeah if you ever have a son name him latavius and you can call him lats or lat <laughs> that was stupid okay number eight Number eight, you're up, Jake. Uh, cruises. Cruises. Cruises, like the ship? Can be anything. It's That's the beauty of over-under. It just says cruises. If it's, a, if it's the cruise ship. I'm sure he meant the ship, yeah. If, uh, overrated. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's too It's stupid. It's expensive. Like the drinks on the cruise, unless you get the <laughs> drink package, which they don't tell you about. It's, <laughs> then you're stuck on a boat. And you're stuck. Just, it's stupid. I did go on a cruise in high school, in college. And uh, yeah, it was just, it sucks. It's stupid. Yeah. I have no interest to go on a cruise. Never been on one, but you're trapped on a fucking boat and like you're on water. I just, I have no interest. Overrated. Overrated. Fuck cruises. Number nine, number nine. Uh, I'm up first getting flowers for the missus. Very funny one here, Jerry. Uh, number nine, getting flowers for the missus. Um, I'm going to say this is very underrated. This is like the easiest thing you can do as a significant other uh, to just brighten a mood. I mean, like $10 flowers from Kroger and, you know, rip the price tag off and you come home with a dozen roses. And, you know, it's just like a nice little thing you can do to, you know, keep keep your significant other happy. So I'm going to say it's very underrated to get flowers for the missus. I'm with you 100% underrated. I like getting flowers. Uh for my missus. Um, you know, I grew up, um, you know, my mom would always get flowers uh, from my dad back when he was alive. So it's something that I think is really cool. Um, so definitely underrated. Yeah, definitely underrated. Just the boys talking about getting flowers for the missus. No big deal. No big deal. Um, number 10, and this one could definitely be interpreted a few different ways. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what Jerry had in mind, but this is the beauty of all we're under. Number 10, visors. That's all it says. Oh, tough visors, highly, highly underrated. Oh, I'm a big visor guy. Are you thinking I'm, football visor? I'm thinking the head, head visor gear. Oh, okay. Hat. See, yeah. see, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and with hockey, there's a visor too. So like, yeah, no, big, big time for the hat visor is great. The football visor is great. If I played hockey, the hockey <laughs> visor would be great. All visors are great. I like them in hockey and football, like the actual sport, but I got I to gotta ask some questions about like the actual sideline look of a visor. So like yes. there are some coaches who rock them and like they got the hair for them and they look good and they're in the hot weather and I get it. Okay, I get it. But when I see Matt, Matt Nagy, Nagy in fucking <laughs> Chicago with his bald ass head and fucking 30 degree weather wearing a visor, I got to go, what the fuck are you doing? I don't think bald people should wear visors. No, and no. Then, and then too, they get the sunburn. It's around there. It's and horrible. It's just, yeah, no. Nah, nah, bald people shouldn't wear visors, but visors are underrated. Yeah, so I, I think I'm not dogging the actual product. I'm dogging the people who wear them when they shouldn't. You got to know if you're a visor guy or not. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. So visors underrated across the board. Let's do a recap here. 
Um, number one on the list, Burger King, underrated across the board. Nicki Minaj, underrated across the board. What a bad bitch. Number three, hot chocolate. I said underrated. JU's never had hot chocolate or doesn't like chocolate. Sorry, doesn't like chocolate. So hot chocolate for him is overrated, but it might have been his nickname in college. Unconfirmed. <laughs> the Bachelor is the biggest piece of fucking trash and it's the most overrated item to ever be on over under ever. Fuck I bet the Jerry likes The Bachelor. Yeah, I bet you he fucking like... I bet he likes The Bachelor. I bet you he watches like the show afterward, like, you know, like sniffing the <laughs> yeah. roses or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> fucking Jerry every time. Number five, Abercrombie and Fitch, drastically overrated. Number six, NASCAR. Jay said... Uh, Jay said was underrated. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right here. I think NASCAR is overrated. Yeah. I think I took a <laughs> pussy stance on my take. I'm, I'm backtracking what I originally said. I don't really have much interest in going to another NASCAR event and I'm never going to watch it on TV. So what, so how, the, how does that not qualify as overrated Frank? Like I just had to have a, like, you know, I had to face myself there. NASCAR for me is overrated, underrated for you. Number seven, lat pulldowns. I have no reason to do that. And fuck that. Jay loves the word lat, so he says it's very underrated. He loves his lat pulldowns. Um, number eight, cruises. Cruises stink. Very overrated. You're trapped, literally at sea with strangers. It's a petri dish. Yuck. Number nine, getting flowers for the missus. Just the boys talking flowers with the missus. No big deal. We love doing it. Very underrated. Very simple way to make your missus happy, and you guys can have more nice evenings if you just pick up some damn flowers on the way home from work. Number 10, visors, football visors, hockey visors, coach visors, whatever it is, they're underrated. They all look good. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 53 of The Fizz. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you to listen to the one before and any of them in between. If you could rate and write a review, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, tell your friends about the Instagram and everything in between. And please, please, please do not forget, guys, guys, Sunday, or sorry, Monday, one eighteen twenty one. sell the tea launches eight different types of teas and accessories they come in three different sizes there's small packets from four dollars all the way up to twenty dollars so whatever your budget is whatever your like likeness of tea is there is some tea for you so just just do a good thing go go buy some loose leaf tea try it out you guys will find a flavor you like and don't forget 10 percent off when you use the code fizz 10 that's sell the tea Use the code FIZ10. I got them tagged on Instagram. I'm following them everywhere. Go follow them on social. And then on Sunday, treat yourself to some tea. Jay, you got anything else before we close this thing out? Peace out. Go Bills. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you for your support. FIZ10 on Selvatees. See you guys next week. I ain't Every last woman on earth I'll kill off And I still wouldn't fuck you sluts So wipe the smile on your grill off I swear to God I'll piss a happy mill off Get the wheels turning, spin a wheel off Snap the axle in half, bust the tie rod Quit hollering, why God? He ain't got shit to do with it Bygones, I'll never be bygones The world ain't finished swallowing my wad I ain't finished blowing it Nice bra, hope it'll fit a tough titty bitch Life's hard, I swear to God Life is a dumb blonde white broad With fake tits and a bad tie job Just spit in my fucking face And call me a fucking tightwad So finally I broke down And bought her an iPod And caught her stealing my music So I tied her arms and legs to the bed Set up the camera and pissed twice on a look Two peas and a tripod The more to the story is life's treating you like dry side Kick it back in his face My God, a shady and Nicki Minaj You might find a sight quite odd But don't ask why, bitch That's why no. the world, world, it's
just my punching bag And if I'm garbage, you're a bunch of maggots Make that face go on, squanching up at me So many targets are like a London attack And like a, uh, uh, like a dungeon dragon You fell off, off, it must have pumped your wagon You must have went off the back I'm about to go off the deep and told you to stay in your lane You just jumped in traffic Is it the thanks that I get for putting you bitches on? Is it my fault that all of you bitches gone? Should have sent a thank you note, you little hoe Now I'ma wrap your coffin with a bow Nikki, she just mad cause you took the spot Word that bitch mad cause I took the spot Well bitch if you ain't shitting then get off the pot Got some niggas out in Brooklyn that'll off your top I hear the mumbling, I hear the cackling I got them scared, shook, panicking Overseas, church, Vatican You gotta stand still, mannequin you, you wanna sleep on me? Overnight? I'm the motherfucking boss, overwrite And when I pull up, Rome, motorbike Now all my niggas get bucked, overbite I see them dusty ass felines, Levi's Raggedy ass, holes in your knee highs I call a play, now do you see why? These bitches calling me me 